This week in KMA Land Preview, I'm Mike Peterson. Add Fremont County to your list of KMA Land counties sounding off on the issue of eminent domain in a proposed carbon pipeline project. By unanimous vote Wednesday morning, the county's Board of Supervisors approved a letter to the Iowa Utilities Board stating its objections to using eminent domain to secure property for projects such as Summit Carbon Solutions proposed Midwest Express Pipeline across a good portion of western Iowa. Since Fremont County is the location for a portion of the more than 700-mile pipeline. The letter states the supervisors, quote, on behalf of its constituents, are not in favor of invoking eminent domain for the project. The letter further states, quote, this is a pipeline that is being done by a for-profit private company, end of quote. Supervisors Chair Randy Hickey told KMA News the board feels participation in this project should be left up to individual landowners. Bottom line is I think the landowners have a right to do what they want on their own ground without somebody coming in and telling them with them in a domain they can put it across their, their properties. So that's kind of what we decided, the reason why we did that. In addition, the letter requests the petition for a hazardous liquid pipeline permit be denied if the pipeline company cannot get the necessary landowners to agree to voluntary easements. Utilities board members aren't expected to rule on the issue until next spring at the earliest. Changes in the city of Shenandoah's noise ordinance are in the books. By a 4 to nothing vote Tuesday evening, the Shenandoah City Council approved the first reading of an amendment to city regulations. Council members then weighed the second and third readings and adopted the changes by the same vote. Shenandoah City Administrator A.J. Lyman tells KMA News the amendment establishes a decibel limit for noises and civil penalties for those cited for violations. A noise violation would be any sound in excess of 85 decibels between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. seven days a week. That's the real crux of it, and then it associates a, a civil penalty with that, a fine amount, not just a court appearance. Lyman says the new regulations replace previous language setting violations for loud, raucous noises, language deemed as vague by an Iowa Supreme Court ruling. Council members took action after no one spoke at a public hearing on the proposed amendment. Like other construction projects, Shenandoah's proposed senior housing complex is dealing with increased costs. By a 4 to nothing vote Tuesday evening, the Shenandoah City Council approved a resolution to support of a private development agreement between the city and Shenandoah Senior Villas LP for construction of the project at 1401 West Avenue. In May of last year, the council approved a voluntary annexation of a former gas station property at that location for construction of a 40-unit apartment complex for residents aged 55 and older. Andrew Danner is a principal with North Star Housing LP. LLC. Despite rising construction costs, Danner says he expects his company will cover tax increment financing for the project. As everybody knows, construction prices are steadily climbing uh, at a significant rate. Um, with this uh, TIF, it's uh, not on the city's balance sheet. We'll be carrying that as a developer and, and financing the TIF uh, and paying it back ourselves. So it won't be like a lot of other TIFs that you guys do. We're going to take those risks uh, off the table for it and uh, use the uh, uh, tax rebates to pay off the TIF loan and obviously get the TIF loan to uh, subsidize uh, the cost of the project. In addition to receiving an approved building permit from the city, Danner says MidAmerican Energy is cooperating with utility relocations. He's hoping construction begins in late June, early July. Clarinda School District now has access to portions of the former Clarinda Academy grounds. By a 4 to nothing vote at its regular meeting Wednesday night, the Clarinda School Board approved a 28E agreement with 
with the Clarenda Youth Corporation to use the former Academy gym and grounds. Board member Greg Jones, who also serves on the CYC board and abstained from voting, says the move comes as the Youth Corporation looks to find new uses for the facilities that have been now unutilized for just over a year following the Academy's closing in early 2021. The Academy has been closed now for just about a year and CYC has still retained uh, the rights to those grounds and that and that activity center. And uh, until we get termination and closure with the state sequel, uh, who's going into bankruptcy uh, as an organization, uh, we felt it was important as a CYC board to grant access to that for the community for community purpose. In total the district will have access to the building housing the gym, the parking lot located in front of the gym at a baseball and football field. More on these stories and others on This Week in KMA Land Saturday morning at 8.30 on KMA.